I'm Jen. And I'm Yvonne. And welcome to Good to the Last Bite. We're just two homemakers and best friends answering the daily question, what's for dinner? Wow, what a unique question. Yes, so uncommon. Nobody asked that question. (laughs) Nobody. Join us as we talk about life and the journey to step out of the box. And enjoying it to the last bite. Hello, welcome back to Good to the Last Bite. We are so excited to be here for another week. And this meal is just so delicious. How are things going, Jen? Oh, it's so good. The smells over here are delicious. Yes, I am cooking, everyone. I know last week I complained about not cooking, but I'm doing it. (laughs) She's doing it. It's happening. I'm back at it. That's all. (laughs) She's getting out of that comfort zone again and going to cook. Exactly. (laughs) So, Jen, what's for dinner? We haven't really delved into the world of like Central America, south of the border kind of way. So I am making my own version of fish tacos tonight Mm -hmm. with a nice pico de gallo. Again, I put the phrase my own in front of that because I am not (laughs) from south of the border. I guess you're south of the border of me, but I'm not south of your border mean Mexico. I'm not, I don't live anywhere near that, but I do enjoy a lot of the flavors of Mexican food. Who doesn't? Uh, Who doesn't? Nice little tacos. And so <laughs> these are fish tacos. Now, some people, we, we, in like, we, we were doing a little research. A lot of people like to make their fish tacos battered. This is mm-hmm. a, I would like to think a little bit healthier version because I bake the chicken, the chicken. <laughs> I did your. I did what you did. You did. When, we made, when we did the tilapia episode, you said chicken. Yes. And now we're doing a fish episode. It's and the I said chicken effect. Again. Look at this. It's <laughs> the one effect exactly. <laughs> anyway, so I bake the fish as as opposed to frying the fish, and but we'll go through all the kind of instructions as we go along. Quickly, I'll just go through the ingredients that I like to use to make my fish tacos. Awesome. As for the assembly, this is just what we like to add to it as we assemble it. So I use tilapia. So for okay. two of us to each have three tacos, I, I use three pieces of tilapia. Okay. But you could use any any white fish, really. It doesn't really matter whatever you have in your fridge. It's just we have frozen tilapia in our freezer that I always have with us. It's the the nice Costco one that's already like pre all oh, yeah. individually like sealed. So it's perfect for bringing out for a quick meal and mm-hmm. those kinds of things. So we have tilapia. I use three pieces of tilapia, some butter and lime, salt okay. and pepper and olive oil. That is for the fish. Mm. Then uh, for the pico de gallo, my pico de gallo, I have tomato, jalapeno, cilantro, red onion, olive oil, lime, salt and tahine or tagine seasoning. It is a seasoning that a lot of people would put on like the rims of their margaritas at times. It's a little spicy. It's got that very like smoky spiced flavors that are similar to a lot of Mexican food. I sometimes add it when I'm making like ground beef tacos, all that stuff to add to other taco seasoning. Just adds a little bit more smokiness. Some people even eat it on watermelon because they think that combination goes well. I've never tried it before, but people be crazy. (laughs) So maybe (laughs) if you've never had that, I I think it's tahine is the way it's pronounced, but I know a lot of people say tagine, but I add that into my pico de gallo as well. And then other things that obviously you would need to assemble a fish taco. I use hard shell tacos, corn hard shell tacos. Okay. Just a little bit of 
cheddar cheese mm-hmm. uh, shredded. That's what I like to have on ours. You can also add some shredded lettuce if you'd like. Sometimes when we use just the pico, we prefer not to because the crunch of, of the jalapeno is enough to satisfy that crunch that the lettuce could do. Yep. And then we also use hot sauce, uh, just a me- Mexican hot sauce. Regular hot sauce. Okay. Red, regular hot sauce. I can't remember the name of the one specifically, but let me just check. I don't think I've ever used this tagine sauce that you've talked about. And I don't know why. I don't know why I've never used it. Tapatio, tapatio, salsa, picante, tapatio, tapatio. That's the name of it. Tapatio. <laughs> tapatio. <laughs> it's tapatio. I know it's tapatio. Tapatio hot sauce is the thing to top. A taco is tapatio. Tapatio. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, yeah. And this tagine, tagine, it's very good. It's good on eggs. It's good on so many things. There's like a nice little seasoning kind of like uh, if you want to add that kind of smoky Mexican flavored uh, seasoning to dishes. Okay. So just quickly, while I'm just gone through all the ingredients, I've all, what I've already done is I've preheated my oven to 400 degrees okay. and I've taken the three fillets or fillets of tilapia frozen right out of the packaging and I've salt and peppered them Hmm. and I've put olive oil on them. And I have a frying pan that is okay to go into a 400 degree oven and I put them on that. They've already been oiled and salted, peppered, and they're in the oven and they'll be in the oven for 25 minutes. So that's why I did them a little bit ahead of time, you know, just to get that going. You can do it right from frozen if you'd like. Like I said, it takes about 25 to 30 minutes, depending on the size of your piece of fish. But 25 minutes in the oven is enough because we're going to finish it off on the stovetop to add a little bit of crispiness, which is like similar to that batteredness. Now, if you're going to do it fresh, you should do it in the oven at 400 for probably about 10 to 15, maybe 12 minutes, I think is probably. Probably at 400. Remember, you're going to finish it off on the top, on the stovetop. So Mm. if you don't cook it all the way, it's really okay because you're going to like, you can allow it to have some time. So crisp that's up. in the oven. It's baking away. And now we're going to do our pico de gallo while we're waiting for that. So awesome. basically I'm just going to cut up all the vegetables, cut up the tomato, jalapeno, cilantro, and red onion. Yes, I didn't cut up my red onion, but it's just a uh. amount. Similar to when I made the Greek salad, we want them all to be quite uniform and small in size. That okay. nice, nice. Perfect. So when you, if you were to get a scoop of it, like on a a nacho or put it on your taco, it has like a lot of variety in everybody. Yeah, you you're going to, you're going to get it kind of it all, chunky, but mm-hmm. all of it in one bite. That's what you're going for. Perfect. So I'm just going to start chopping away. You might hear me chopping slam away. my knife down on the <laughs> cutting board. No. Anyway, how's your week been? Oh, it is. It's been a good week. It's been a lot of work. I have, we've just been doing a lot of stuff to get, the homestead ready for a garden and fencing. And we recently got pigs. We have two piglets now. So now our homestead family animal farm is two pigs, three ducks, and two goats. (laughs) So And chickens. And chickens. (laughs) Yeah. My chick why did I forget my oh whatever. That's I don't know why I forgot my chickens and my chickens. Probably just because the fencing that we're working on is to help keep the pigs and the goats 
we want to we want to give them some pasture area to cut down on feed costs and we have the land so we've just been working super diligently to get that stuff done and my my normal goal which is probably i don't know this is just my goal i like to get eight thousand steps when i can i like to get eight thousand steps to have a pretty productive day I think they say the healthy amount is eight to 10,000 yeah. a day. So that's, that's great. That's good. I probably could do more. I really should do more, but that's like, I have to have <laughs> at least weird. that much to say I did something today. <laughs> yeah, that makes sense. But the other day I got 16,000 just walking around doing stuff oh, wow. here. And we've just spent a lot of time outside and yeah. getting things yeah. cleared yeah. and ready. It's just been a lot of work. Homestead life, a lot of walking going on. It is. I think you told me a story about your pigs. Like the first night you got your pigs, <laughs> there was like some some pig shenanigan going on. <laughs> pig shenanigans is right. They are, yeah. and I may not pronounce them right because I, I originally was calling them coon coon pigs. I think they're. I think it's cooney cooney but I'm not sure. It's okay. A-U-N-E. They were little, probably only 10, 12 pounds, which I don't know what that translates to in kilograms. I We do pounds in Canada, so okay. everybody else who does kilos, you're out of luck. Yeah, sorry, guys. Yeah, probably, like five, <laughs> probably like five kilos. Okay. Yeah, so they're, they're really, they weren't that big when we first got them. So my husband yeah. was like, let's just put them in, when, in the goat pen. We have a decent sized goat pen and I said okay but did you check the fence because I feel like there's probably some weak spots in the fence he goes yeah yeah I checked it no big deal anyways we all we all go (laughs) you could see that happening (laughs) yeah we we all go inside and we're hanging out and husband goes hey you know I need to go back out and get something and he (laughs) next thing I know he comes running in and he's just like the pigs are gone. The pigs are gone. Oh, no. In the 10 minutes that we were out of the house, they were gone. We have five acres of hmm. pretty much unfenced area. And our neighbors right. don't really have a fenced-in area either. And they have some land, too. And I was just like, how in the world are we going to find them? But fortunately, one of our neighbors trods over and says, hey, are you missing some pigs? Oh, no. <laughs> well, yes. Yes, we are. They had gone over to her little stream and were drinking out of it. And my husband proceeded to be a pig herder. He literally, like, got sticks and was just herding them, walking them back to our yard. (laughs) That's so funny. I can just see your husband. You know, adventures in homesteading. This is all new stuff, new territory for both of you guys. Check your fencing. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, make sure everything is nice and uh, secure. Get your boundaries yeah, set, you know, which, you know what? Here we go. Here's a, here's a transition into life besides homestead. You got to have boundaries some way or another. Like your family needs to have boundaries. Uh, you need to have boundaries with certain people. You need to have boundary and boundaries are healthy. They're healthy. Now you can, you can make unhealthy boundaries, <laughs> but yes, Overall, it's a lot better to have those things in place as a protection. Oh, yeah, totally. That's totally, totally translates to life. Oh, excuse me, everybody. It just hit the bowl. <laughs> uh, just as, as an update while we're talking about boundaries, I yeah. bounded all of my tomato and my jalapeno <laughs> and my cilantro into a bowl. 
It's all secure in there. Bounded. And uh, <laughs> yeah, I know. I, I don't know. Um, and like I said, I'm dicing it all up. I just have to dice the onion, and then we'll start with the seasoning of pico de gallo. It's it's not very crazy. You said it was just a small amount of onion. Like, is it less onion yeah. than the other things that you used? I don't like a lot of onion. I just like to add a little bit of flair. So usually I just, I take a small sliver or if you do it by yeah. rings, like one ring worth. This is basically one vine red tomato, one jalapeno, a handful of cilantro, and then just a small equal ratio of onion. So you definitely don't need a whole onion by any means. And I like to dice it really fine because just like in guacamole, you want it to add, you don't want it to take away from the flavor. It can so. be very overwhelming but quickly if you don't. With, <laughs> with pico, it's it's not as bad to have it a little bit bigger because it's chunky anyway. Well, with my pico anyway, I can't speak on behalf of all people who make pico. <laughs> so, <laughs> that's pretty much it. So what I'm going to do now, I'm just finishing that last dice. I'm going to add olive oil, just a little bit of olive oil. Again, I don't really have... I will put recommended measurements on the recipe below right. on the podcast. You'll see them there. But these are all things I've done kind of by eye. It's just by flavor. So the olive oil, you don't want too much because you want it to be in line with the ratio of the lime juice. You want it, the lime, obviously, mm. to be a stronger flavor. But the olive oil just kind of adds a little bit more to it. Like... When you add a, a, like, like an acid with olive oil, it kind of makes a nice dressing, like a salad dressing. Yes. When you add yeah. it with, it's with the lemon fat. or those kinds of things, it's the fat that goes mm -hmm. to it. So you just want a little bit. Like I really don't add very much, but I like to add it just to add. I also just like the flavor of olive oil. And you can see here, I haven't put my olive oil into a small little thing. Although <laughs> I can see here, I have like a three liter tub yes. of olive it's oil a huge. trying to pour into the... <laughs> smallest bowl like yeah. it, like it's, it's it's probably like i would say probably i'm using about a teaspoon maybe a two teaspoons worth of olive oil okay. it's just to give it just a little bit more body i guess like yep. thickness to it then i'm going to add probably a half a lime we might taste it and we might need another another part of lime afterward but it's okay yep. if you only have a lime because you're going to use the lime with the fish anyway that's true and so that's what i that's why I don't really concern myself. Do you have a, a like one of one of these, Yvonne, a lemon I don't. thing? I'm not fancy like you. I never used it. I don't even know what it's called. Citrus press? Yeah. I've never used one before, but I started to use one just recently because I started having lemon and lime in my water. Mm. Instead of buying like lemon flavored carbonated water, I will just use a real lemon. <laughs> And I use that because the bottom of it, where the holes are, fits perfectly on top of your cup. So you can just squeeze uh, perfect right there and it doesn't make a mess. And I enjoy it. I very much enjoy it. I also, the other way I would do it is I take my knife, a sharp cooking, like, like cooker's, chef's knife, cooker's, cooker's chef's, knife. chef's knife, my goodness, and I stab it or with a fork and then squeeze it through that oh, yeah. as well. So Avon's getting to see both techniques right now that's no, 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 no. true <laughs> i'm just gonna say this jen can do it but i wouldn't advise you using the stab your knife no. method as she shakes her head get a juicer like you can get a little wooden one that you can just stick in there and it it still has a sharp point yeah. but it's probably you not use a fork 
Or well, a fork is the other one that they rec- they recommend. Or yeah. I've just done this enough times that I'm used to using a knife. I like put the sharp side down. I put the lime on the top of it, not like stab in it and, and on top of it. So my yeah. fingers don't come anywhere near the blade. Anyway, she's so being, that's all that she's being very smart with her knife usage. If you're not as familiar with knife and knife mm-hmm. usage, I suggest you get a little juicer of some yeah. sort. Very good. Very good. Uh, so I've added some salt and then I'm going to add the tahini. I'll probably add a little bit of pepper as well. And the tahini just adds a little bit more flavor. The lime brings out the juices of the pepper. Mm. So you're going to get this nice like liquid at the bottom. And that's really it for the pico. So simple. (laughs) So simple and then so fresh and you can leave it. And as you leave it for a little while, like sitting just on the counter Mm -hmm. or even in the refrigerator, the juices will come out a little bit more. So you have that nice liquid that you can add on top of it. And it's very good on any kind of taco. It's really nice with the fish because it has that crisp saltiness and that smokiness where the fish doesn't have any smoky flavor like that you might think of when you think of meat from like like chicken taco fajitas or yeah. ground beef that has Makes a lot sense. of that seasoning in it it doesn't have that which is why i add the tahini or tagine to this so it adds a little more of that smoky flavor that we're used to uh, another thing that i would do with the pico i like and this just comes from i did grow up south of the border um not in mexico but i did spend several years in costa rica and venezuela as a child and one of our staple meals was rice and black beans and that's it like we would just eat rice and black beans i would put the pico all over those black beans and that would be delicious and would be a really good protein fiber filled meal if you need to use up your pico de gallo it's just basically pico de gallo is like the idea of a fresh salsa, right? It's, so it's not really anything too crazy or out of the ordinary, like flavor yeah. wise. But I, for a while I was making like chicken fajitas and I would cut up cilantro and I would cut up tomato and I'd put them all separate and we would, it would be very enjoyable as those fresh vegetables. But this is the same thing with a little bit of yeah. lime and a little bit of seasoning to it that it just brings the flavors all together and I'm more likely to eat this than to eat them all separately. So I'm just going to pull the fish out of the oven now. It's going to be very hot. So if you have a pan like me, like I'm using a frying pan that goes in the oven, Mm -hmm. make sure you have a tea towel or I have one of those like arm protectors that goes over top of the arm of the frying pan. Just make sure you don't burn yourself because it's going to be hot, but you're still going to be using the frying pan to cook on. So you want to have something that protects your hand. Mm -hmm. So let me just... uh, Pull that out. While you're pulling that out, I also I have a funny story for you. So we, another part of living on our homestead is that we have randomly had animals just kind of like show up at our house. <laughs> of course. Of course you have. The best one, which this isn't even the story I was going to tell you, but the best one thus far. No, there's a couple of good ones. Shoot. I can't tell you the best one. But one of my favorite stories is when I sat down to use the bathroom and <laughs> I'm sitting on the toilet and directly across from me is our towels that we have hanging on okay. the wall. I'm looking at the towel right across from me and I see some eyes. And I'm like, oh no. What? <laughs> what am I looking at? There was a mouse on oh, my no. bath towel staring at me while I'm using the restroom. 
totally oh, freaked no. me out, by the way. Yeah, it would definitely freak me out as well. <laughs> totally oh. freaked me out. So that that's one story. But that's not even the story I was actually going to bring up. We've had another – we've had a cat. We've had a couple cats try to get in our wow. house. The latest one has been – I hope it's a cat. Let me put it that way. I hope it's a cat. It could <laughs> – yeah. It could not be <laughs> a cat. That's amazing. And somehow it's gotten in our basement. And in the middle of the night, it's climbing on our HVAC, like, tunnels. The, oh, the tunnels, yeah. That go under the house to, like, put the air in. It's climbing on them. It jumps oh, on it, and it just makes a doing sound oh, no. underneath our house. That's awful. We can't find it. Every time we've gone down, we see nothing. That's crazy. That's why I said I hope it's a cat. <laughs> yeah, I hope it's a cat, too. I really do, it, too. It could be like a raccoon, maybe even a yeah. possum. I don't know. So that's our mystery that we have yet to solve is that oh, no. we have a ghost animal that's heavy because oh, it, dear. it bounces that's on our stuff. So I just thought of that. because life. Yeah. Last night, I was about to go to bed, go to sleep, and I heard the of it ran to the basement couldn't find it okay just quickly while we recover from that story because of the thinking thought of raccoon in my house yeah hiding on me like that not so fun i put the element of with the fish in the frying pan i put it on about medium heat and i've broken apart the fish so it comes in nice fillets or fillets and I've taken it and broken it up, not to make it gr- like completely like pulverized, but okay. to have nice little chunks just of it. Chunks. Some of them are going to get a little pulverized, right? Because yeah, that's it's just flaky. Fish. flaky. It does mm-hmm. that. But you want to have nice little chunks. And then I've added about, it's not even a tablespoon of butter, maybe. No, about a tablespoon of butter and lime. I'm going to add mm. the juice of a half, a half a lime. And then if I need more, I'll add more. And I'm just going to let that cook. I'm going mi- to continue to mix it. When you're cooking it, you're going to start to hear that frying sound because it's yeah. frying it's the sizzle. fish. But instead of battering it and putting like the, adding the fat and all, all of all of that, I've just added that. So what will happen is as you do it, so it's about for five minutes or so, I just, um, you'll start to see browning. I mix it around and get nice, nice crispy bits of the fish along with the soft mm. bits and the lime and butter. That balances with the tapatio salsa, uh, hot sauce, and the uh, the pico de gallo. It's just a really nice combination. Sounds so good, buttery and creamy. And basically, that's it. Then we'll, when we're eating it, we'll serve them up. This amount makes about six tacos that are pretty full but that's just perfect for the two of us right because we don't need anything else with it i'm sure it would be delicious with the soft shell taco as well it's just yeah you have the soft fish the crunch of the corn yeah the the crunch helps it's a texture thing with fish tacos it's always a texture thing it's always a texture with this kind of food like mexican Mm -hmm. food like or americanized mexican food if you want to call it that it's it's just about adding good textures and flavors together. And so, yeah, this is just about finished. And then we'll have some delicious fish tacos. And the smell is so intoxicating. That lime and butter over top of the fish is so, so good. And so simple because the the oven does most of the work for you. And you don't even need to thaw that. Like if you forget to thaw out the fish, Mm -hmm. you can, the tilapia, you can put it in the oven right away. I've done it with other fish that I've had frozen as well. It's just, it's easy that uh, that 25 minute range at 400 
it saves you some so time good. so I can focus on getting everything else ready. And that texture is so important too, because I went to a restaurant once. It wasn't like a Tex-Mex kind of restaurant. It was just like an American style restaurant and fish tacos yeah. was an option and I just was in the mood and I got them. And yeah. while the flavor was pretty good and the stuff that they had on it, it was also really good. The texture, man, I couldn't eat it. Like there was yeah. something about how they cooked the fish or they didn't have enough crunch on something else. Yeah. It just, it was mush. It was just, yeah. And I, I, totally I get that. you don't want to eat a mushy taco. <laughs> yeah. And, and like we talked about before, all the little combination of flavors, like having the crunch from the jalapeno or lettuce, along with the crunch from the, the corn taco, hard shell taco with that soft fish and then the spice and the citrus mm-hmm. from the lime. That mixture is just mouthwatering and, and you can play around with it and the cheese, which is like something soft that goes with it, like a base yeah. that goes nicely with it. But it all, it all comes together really nicely. Like I said, we like using cheddar cheese for it because the sharpness of a cheddar cheese with it balances so nicely, so but good. you can use whatever cheese you like to use. If you use Mexican cheese, which I don't know the name of, but it's like cojita cheese you know like the crumbled cheese it's like feta but it's mexican i uh, yes i do know I'm what you're sorry. talking about i'm going down into a tangent of stuff that we don't know <laughs> but if you want to use that kind of stuff you're more than welcome to do that we just we use the cheddar cheese because it's just easy and it tastes really nice so yeah we assemble just fish on the bottom then the the there's some cheese just so the cheese can have a little bit of heat to it mm-hmm. the pico some lettuce and hot sauce and then that's it and it's Sounds such so a good, good nice fresh summery kind of meal even though you use the oven it's got that nice summery flavors and if you wanted to i guess you could do it all on the stovetop but to me i'm like eh, why bother just well it in yeah the oven. because it is getting in like the summer warmer months so much easier just stick it in the oven and not have to stand yeah. over the pot and, exactly you know you want something exactly and you and then also you can use less oils and stuff like that to cook it. True. So then it's just, you could, I just, I put the smallest amount of olive oil on it. So it's baked really nice. And I try to use a minimum amount of butter, but it really depends on my mood. <laughs> <laughs> and that's it. That's everything. So there you go. There's fish tacos with pico de gallo. Well, we hope you guys enjoy this episode. And if you make it, if you make your own, which I hope we've influenced you to do, please take a picture and tag us on Instagram Ooh. at Last Bite. Or you could send us an email, goodlastbite at gmail.com. We love to hear from you. We love to hear how the recipes went for you or how you tried something new. Please just comment. And we like this community of getting out there and trying something new uh, while we're cooking or in life. And also just enjoying it. Enjoying it, which could mean buying more bags of chips because that's what you're enjoying (laughs) right now. You, it's perfect. Yeah, you just never know. It might it might be that's what you need to do. So uh yeah, we hope you guys have a wonderful week and we will catch you next time. Bye. Bye.